oh geez i didn't even know that it does that but um i've never heard it say that before i've never heard that say that before either um Anyways, Frank Michael Smith, everybody, the legend, one of the best uh, storytellers out there right now, one of the best in the game, in my opinion. Uh, he's got some awesome stories of athletes, celebrities. He's all over TikTok and YouTube. Um, so, Frank, thanks again for, for stopping by, man. Kevin, thank you so much, man. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, man. So, I mean, uh, we, we talked briefly, but I'm just curious, like, um, like, how did you, so how did you, like, first, like, grow a passion for, for sports? Like, how did you get into that? And, uh you know what I should tell the story this way more often I'll give it to you so I grew up in a really really passionate family about sports uh you know my my great-grandfather played in the major leagues he won the 1919 world series the famous black Sox scandal world series my uncle was the light heavyweight champion of the world Billy Kahn famous fight for his Joe Lewis back in the day you know, the rest of my family wasn't as professional as that, but we love sports, man. So it was around all the time, like it was more important than school. I don't think my mom was too happy about that, but <laughs> looks like it worked out. And, you know, it's, it's just like, it wasn't really a choice. It was like, you're going to play sports, love sports, and pull for all the Pittsburgh teams. Like, like we're on the payroll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. So, I mean, even like during your times of school, like sports was always like, or are you just watching sports? Like that was always like more of a passion of yours, like rather than school, you think? Or... Uh, yeah. I mean, like it's, you know, like I'll, I'll use the Steelers as an example. Like there was no excuse. Like you, you were watching the Steelers game at, at 1 p.m. and the whole city shut down like that's what you do yeah. especially in pittsburgh and that's what um you know like my family i told you were very passionate like no one had plans we're all gonna hang out with each other and watch all those games and you know, i grew up fortunate enough for watching good Steeler teams some not so great pirate teams but some really good penguin teams too and uh you know that was just like our culture that's what we did and then of course we played all the sports too so it was a lot of sports all the time yeah, man. No, that's, that's dope. So, I mean, like, how did you like get into like, in terms of, um, you know, creating like all this kind all these different kinds of content and, and getting into, um, you know, becoming a creative, I guess, like, did you, did you go to school? Did you, or was this always like a full-time passion of yours? I've been doing it for a long time. And I think that is, I don't know. I, I wish more people knew this when they look at my stuff because I'll get messages from people that are like, Hey, I just like started up a page and sometimes they get discouraged if they don't get the numbers they want right away. And I want to let them know that like, this is not something that happened overnight for me. I've been working at this. Since I was like 10, like wow. we, we used to make videos and I, I would like plot the videos out. We'd, we'd write an outline and we just mess around on this crappy camera we had and I'd edit it in like whatever, like juvenile software I was using. And then when, when YouTube came around, I was a little bit older. I was like 13, 14 at this point. But when YouTube came around, I was like, this is incredible. Like you can watch videos on the internet. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm 26 years old. I think a lot of people might think I'm a little bit younger, but I was pretty young when YouTube came out. Um, you know, it was incredible to me. I automatically knew that like, this was for me and I created a channel and I used to, I figured out a way to download YouTube videos and I could cut the videos together and make a highlight tape. That was my whole first channel was highlight tapes. 
and they were good. Like some of them would get like hundred thousand views. Like, you yeah, know, it was pretty successful, but this is before YouTube had the copyright straightened out. I got three strikes real quick and I was out, but um, yeah, that sucked. That was, that, that was absolutely devastating, but and they, they, you know, just took, I, I, they just took away your channel after that. Yeah, done. Completely done. Uh, three strikes. I would use like Jay-Z songs. Like I remember I had a really popular LeBron video where I used a Jay-Z song. And when that one got taken down, I was like, oh, you can just take the rest of the channel. That was my best one. Um, but yeah, man, it was disheartening. And I, I whatever, though, I've been learning all those skills since I was like 10 to, you know, 15 years old. So it's been a long time coming. Yeah. So how long did that take like that channel for you to grow? Cause like at that point where you're like, damn, like this, this really is a grind after that channel got taken down. Like what gave you like, uh, like the motivation to kind of, you know, start another one up and, and start from the ground up again. Well, I'll say this: I'm not acting like that channel was like, <laughs> like Mr. Beast or something. That channel <laughs> probably had like a thousand subscribers, but a thousand subscribers back then was way different. You have to understand, like, not a single channel even had a million. Like, mm. I, I remember it was, like, a big deal if you got to, like, 100,000. If you had 100,000 subs, you were, like, one of the biggest channels in the world. So, you know, it was early, early YouTube game. And when that got taken down, uh, I was like, you know, I'm probably going to take a break from a while. Like, I, I didn't have any other ideas to really post on there at the time. I didn't appear on camera at all. I wasn't, like, you know, showing my face like I do now. So I decided to learn all the graphic stuff. I, my aunt, Aunt Christine, love her. She was my computer art teacher. And I got to learn Photoshop and Illustrator. And I started developing all these skills as well. So when it did come time for me to make another channel, you know, I was, I was really ready to go. I had even more skills. Yeah, man, that's crazy. I mean, good for you. I mean... Yeah, I, I actually, I, I'm not too knowledgeable or too educated on like the actual graphic design or, or Adobe Pro and 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 all, all these other uh, platforms. So I might have to get into that for sure. But um, yeah, I mean, so like, was your, it sounds like your family was like pretty supportive of you, like pursuing this as a full-time like opportunity. Um, but was there, was there ever like an instance where, okay, did you always want to be sort of an independent creator or were you thinking about, okay, like, I'd like to do, you know, graphic design for a larger, like, company? Because you talked about, you, you used to work for Clutch Points, right? I remember you said that. Yeah, right? so that was, that was exactly what I was going to say. You know, my family has always been supportive, but I, I wasn't sure that, you know, I was ready to be an independent creator, and I didn't really have, like, the idea set out there. Like, I, I probably was confident enough to do it, but, you know, what's that if you don't really have a plan? And... I went out and I, I worked for Clutch Points for about two, three years and I, I headed their social. And I mean, this is a company that a lot of people have probably seen from Instagram now, or they've seen one of their nation pages on Instagram. Now they were nothing on Instagram before I got there. Like they were strictly a Facebook company. So I'm, I'm really proud of the work we did there, developed their whole brand identity, used all those Photoshop skills. And, uh, yeah, when it came time to split, I was I had an idea of what I wanted to do. I wanted to make these one-minute storytelling videos, and and the goal was really like simple. It was like, hey, I watch YouTube videos, and they're eight minutes long. There's way too much fat in this video. Like, why does the intro take three minutes? <laughs> it's unnecessary. Right. So I was like, you know what? I, that's a cool video, but I could probably do the whole thing in one minute. And I could probably do it better. And that was kind of my strategy. And 
I got to say, like, it worked immediately. Like, I didn't really have to do much testing. Like, it was on as soon as I started posting. Yeah, man. No, for sure. Because I've, so I've always kind of been into, um, like, hearing, you know, background stories and, and, and hearing stories of athletes or celebrities that, like, people really don't know about. And so I remember, like, I, the first time I saw, uh, you know, your profile, it came up on, like, my For You page. And uh, it was, like, of Marcus Smart. Like, you were documenting Marcus Smart. And I was like, oh, I'm a Celtics fan. And, like, just hearing that story, like, I was like, damn, like, that that was crazy. So that was the first time I saw your video. And then I just started following him since then, man. And it's uh, it's really cool because, I mean, you just did it. You just did another one of uh, – junior is a junior bridgman uh yeah 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 it was yesterday crazy crazy man like 600 mil like as a role player like talk about like a business mongol right like dude's a beast um but yeah man like i mean like what is there a story that pops up for you like what like what really inspires you throughout to create these stories of, of players like what do you look for um is the question like what what makes me want to do this yeah, or what do yeah, I look yeah. for like because a lot of people ask me like how do you come up with all these video ideas like is that the question yeah I mean I guess to be like more specific is like is there a certain um like, like what do you typically look for in terms of documenting a story um like what do you look for in, in the player's background like is it strictly like the adversity aspect or is it like you know the yeah popularity you know I'll or- say this I'll say this. It doesn't have to be an origin story. Actually, my videos that do the best are not origin stories. Some of them, like Marcus Smarts, like you mentioned, is an incredible story of, you know, perseverance and mental toughness and really starting from the bottom. Um, That story is crazy. I'm surprised that one didn't get more views. But, you know, it's, it's really just about, is there something interesting here? Can I teach you about something? Can I make it entertaining? And do I think people will share this really is what I think about you know I'll give an example like one of my first videos to really blow up was the man who shut down like he shut down Steph Curry he separated zero points in a game in college and it's kind of a, a catchy hook like you need a catchy hook at the beginning like this is the only man to shut down Steph Curry Right. A lot of people commented like, oh, what about Kevin Love in that game in 2016? Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, that was for one possession. But <laughs> yeah, this yeah, dude yeah. literally this dude literally held Curry to zero points for an entire game at Davidson, where he's even more dominant. But the reason was they triple teamed him the entire game. They had three guys hounding him. And Steph was like, oh, that's what you're going to do. I'll just let my teammates score and they'll play, you know, four on two. And they did. They blew this team out, but Curry had zero points. It's a really crazy game. It's a it's a very unique game. There's no other one like it. I don't think ever in his life Steph Curry has had zero points. But you know that's not an origin story. It's got a catchy hook. It's interesting. You probably didn't know about it, and it no. blew up because of it. No, dude. That, no, I definitely didn't. So, do any of these like players like reach out to you in terms of just the pure reaction from you documenting their story? Like, yo, thanks, bro. Like you know, appreciate that. Like that was dope. Or, um, like, have you had any cool interactions like that? Or, you know, I've had a couple, I've had, uh, like I had Sean Phillips and Max A. Smith, both those guys even came on my podcast, um, which I'm going to be doing a lot more of in the second half of 2021. I'm going to change it up a lot, but, yeah. um, you know, 
Uh, not really. Usually, sometimes like guys will watch my story when I post about it. You know, I'll tag them in my story and they'll watch my story, but they never re- reach out and be like, "Hey, man, like cool video." I wish they did. They don't really do that. Uh, yeah, no, man. I mean, that's still sick though. Like that, you can still see that they're viewing it. You know, like that's the whole the whole point. So, I mean, that's that's pretty dope. Because I so I saw you were um on an IG live with like uh, Ryan Hollins and like uh, I had him on my pod like couple months ago and like i've been trying to stay in touch with him and he, he's super chill um like is he kind of like one of the like i don't, I don't want to say like mentor but is he someone that's like been kind of supporting you like throughout like creating content because he's pretty big into it now too right yeah i've known ryan for a while now ryan's a good friend of mine he he and i we met while i was still at clutch points so we created some content there um yeah he's super supportive um like a total professional, like you can just tell by the way he talks to you. And like, even in that IG live, there's small, subtle things he does where it's like, oh, I can see this guy's like a seasoned, he's not just a former NBA player, like he's a seasoned media fan. Like he'll actually say your name back to you when he's answering a question, you know, you know, Frank, or like, it's almost like when you're watching first take and he's like, you know, you know, Max, like they'll say something like that. It's like, you can tell that he's just like, another level up from where I am right now. There's things to learn from him. So yeah, shout out to Ryan. He's a huge supporter and, and a good buddy, a good friend of mine. Yeah, man. No, he, he's mad chill too. Um, I mean, for, for you too, like, I mean, like, like I, I was looking at your TikTok before this and like, you're consistently in like massive views, bro. And you know, it's tough on TikTok because it's so, at least from my experience, it's so inconsistent. Like <laughs> you really just don't know what you're going to get. You might have a video that you don't even think is going to be that great and it just pops off. And then you might have a video that you spend hours on and it just like, literally for me, like I'll wake up the next day and I'll get zero views and I'm like, oh bro, this sucks. Um, so how, like, how do you, how do you like consistent, like how, how do you consistently, um, you know, get high performing videos or, or what's the best way to uh, create like that kind of high engagement from, from your experience, I guess. Yeah. Thank you. That's something I really pride myself on is I've seen that. I've seen a lot of people's channels and, you know, I've, I've seen people's channels with 10 million followers and they don't get near the engagement I get I'm pulling up yeah. on a million right now. But yeah. you know, what, what I really make sure to do is every single thing I put out there is going to be something I'm proud of. This is a video that not only I think is going to work, but I'm proud of the way it looks. I'm entertained by it myself. And, you know, <laughs> that's really it. Like there's a, there's a focus on quality over quantity. I'm putting out one a day, which is still a lot, but yeah, a lot of things several times a day. Um, you know, this is, it's stark contrast to my time at Flash Points. While I was there, it, there was a huge focus on quantity over quality. And, frustrated me every single day i was like you know i'm not proud of 90 of the stuff we put out and it mm. sucked because as a creative person and i don't know if you call myself a perfectionist because i'm really not but as someone who respects quality it's yeah. it hurt my, my heart i was like yeah. you know i don't want to do this so i promised myself i was never going to be like that and the results speak for themselves it's definitely the way to go yeah. So, so you're big, you're, you're still big in, in quality over quantity in your opinion. Like that, that's like, Absolutely. How, I, will, I will never change from that ever. Yeah. So, so how long does it take typically for uh, you to like put out a piece of, or like a post, like how long do you work on for, for one post put out a day? Like what, what what's your day? Like, uh, you know, my days, like they don't really have a lot of routine. Every day is different. I, you know, 
depending on how many videos I was, I was able to film for the week. Uh, I have one video editor and one script writer that helps me, you know, depending on what their schedule is, how backed up they are, you know, things depend, things change. I don't really have like a morning routine, afternoon routine, things like that. But I can tell you, you know, these one minute videos take about six to seven hours to create. Jeez, man. Yeah. I mean, respect. Cause like, I, I, I don't know how you have the time to do it. Cause like I spend like mad time on, on the post. Cause you have a Shopify too. Right. Cause I saw your site. Um, yes. like, yeah, that also, so I have a, I have a Shopify too. And I don't know for how you feel about it, but that that's also another back end of it that like sometimes takes a lot of time. Like if you're going to, you know, ship out merch and respond to customers and like, do all this other stuff on top of the social media. Like sometimes I keep pushing and pushing content and then I'm like, holy shit. Like I got to respond to some of these emails, you know, like people um, like talk about that balance. Like, is that tough? Like in terms of people like actually engaging with your merchandise and your, and your posts, like on top of the six to eight hours a day, like how, like how do you, how are you able to engage like that on a consistent basis and still have time? Yeah. So I, you know, there is that all that going on the Shopify really doesn't take that long for me, but like, you know, just doing all the other things that's happening the content, I think is really, really asking. And that, you know, that's the easy part for me. Like the hard part is like getting in my studio and filming these videos back to back to back to back and making sure I nail every single part of it. Like, you know, when I'm sitting in front of the camera, I'll say a line 15 times if I don't think I've said it correctly. I'm really, really particular about, each and every syllable I put out there. And, you know, that's, I think that's one of the reasons, again, why I'm so consistent. But, uh, you know, the other stuff I find time to do. It's, I don't, I don't really mind it. You know, yeah. compared to the other stuff, it's easy. So, you know, yeah. sometimes you want to do the easy stuff. For sure, man. For sure. I mean, are there any like TikTok, like growth strategies that you came up with, like in terms of it? Like, I, I've heard different stuff of like, people putting, you know, a certain number of hashtags. There's some people that don't believe there should be any hashtags or are you just someone that's like, yo, if you just have good content, it will just blow up. Well, definitely though. Like, yeah, you said it correctly at the end. Like it's number one, your content's not good. None of the other gross stuff you can get up matter even a little bit. But if you have the content down, yeah, use three to five hashtags. Uh, make sure people are really following through the end of your video, you know, looping your videos, great little hack. Um, staying up to date with, you know, reading TikTok blogs and they have their own blog about content. You know, you can, you can really pick things up on there because they're changing the algorithm every month. So Excellent. there's not really, there's not really a solid answer that I, that's going to hold at the time, but yeah. it's, uh, it's really about just staying up to date and, and making sure you have great content. If you if you're doing that, I'm I'm sure you're doing well. For sure, man. For sure. And, and you like, do you worry about like the music and stuff? Like, you is there anything strategic about that, or do you just kind of go with the flow? And the music, I put a lot of thought into. I love mm. hip hop and other genres. Too. I love music, and you know that once I realized that TikTok wasn't going to copyright songs, and I can use any song I want, it doesn't have to be from the library. And they're not really going to do anything about it. Yeah. I started using all of these songs I like, and I see a ton of comments about it. They're like, oh, I can't believe you're hip to this song, or this is a perfect match. Like, I used Mr. Carter for, for the Lil Wayne tennis video I just put out. People yeah, love man. that one. It's like, 
you know, it's kind of nice to hear a throwback song, especially when you're doing a little Wayne video. It's, you know, I make sure whatever music I'm choosing isn't just like I'm hitting random shuffle on my library. I'm really taking some time to think about it. Right, right. Yeah. Cause so you don't even worry too much though, in terms of like, oh, this song won't perform as well because on the platform because like some people like really like look at like different like sites that where this song performed really well behind a TikTok post and this one didn't like you kind of just pick a song that you just enjoy and it's kind of just fits well with the I'm telling you man everything's changing all the time I didn't used to do this I used to choose off of TikTok's own library and they had like you know like five or six instrumentals that I thought were good enough to use and I would just use those five or six every time and people would be like dude when are you going to change the songs up and I saw this other channel that was, that was just using ripped instrumentals off YouTube and they were getting tons of views and I was like okay well if they're doing that then it's clearly fine so I'm going to start doing that and I changed straight up yeah and, and so your friends are like your friends are all about it too like you, you said like uh, some people are like yo you keep using the same music and stuff like what's up like what's your reaction from some of your friends like when they see these posts and maybe like they you pop up on there for you like where were they like uh you know I think my friends are like pretty numb to it at this point like they've they've all followed me on Instagram for you know as long as they've known me and they see me post every single day so it's not something they're like oh my god like great video bro it's just like you know that that's his job that's what he does yeah Oh, respect, man. Respect. Um, I'm sure, like, I, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to downplay my friends. Like, I'm sure they're all going to congratulate <laughs> yeah. me when I, hit, when I hit one million. But it's not like they're like in awe of what I do. Yeah, no, I feel that. I know, I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. No, I, it's. I think it's funny sometimes too, because it's like, uh, sometimes friends are like, "Oh, like, yo, you popped up on my for you the other day." But yeah, no, if you've been doing it for so long, it's like they're kind of like you said, like they're kind of numb to it. Um, yeah. So, are are you guys all Pittsburgh fans? Like just like pirates penguins like like or is there a certain sport that you got like you love more or you follow more than others or uh my family and my friends in pittsburgh yeah we're all pittsburgh fans no doubt and i love the steelers the most the real pittsburgh fans they like the pirates and the penguins the most but those games are just it's not me personally it's not my preference and also i can't really get those games in national tv out here but uh yeah man i still love those teams and uh we don't have an nba team so that's weird like we we do love basketball in pittsburgh high school college both huge scenes um but yeah, i've always been a huge fan of the nba it sucks that we don't have a team that's a yeah. question i get a lot though is like who's your favorite nba team and yeah to be honest i really don't have one i grew up going to a lot of Cavs games at the queue i got to watch young lebron a bunch of times it was that's awesome sick. we'd go we go every Christmas. It was it was really, really, really a dope experience, man. I am so happy I had that. And that, unfortunately, like I just don't feel the same way about the Cavs as I do about like the Penguins. It just they're not my favorite team. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that, man. I mean, you might have to stop by for a Lakers or Clips game and watch uh, LeBron again since you're out there, right? Or oh yeah, I know. I've I've seen them play. I've been I've probably been about five or six Laker games uh same with Clippers Clippers are a lot easier to get to especially before Kawhi and Paul George came to town it was not so hard to get a ticket yeah. but uh <laughs> yeah man I love going to NBA games we need to get Pittsburgh a team man I'm about to <laughs> I know. I, one day I, man I'm a uh, Pittsburgh the Pittsburgh Rhinos 
I know, man. I feel that, bro. I feel that. I mean, that must have been a weird move for you, right? I mean, that's a huge move to go to L.A. from Pittsburgh. Like, was that an adjustment at first? Or? Yeah, it was a huge adjustment. I barely knew anybody out here. So it was it was a business trip. It was like, I'm going to come out here and bust my ass for clutch points, and that's really going to be that. I didn't come out here to be like, oh, like, I want to live out entourage and whatever. Like, I've right. always had a dream of being in L.A. It wasn't like that. I never had a dream of moving to LA. Just right, work. right, yeah. Because so you initially just moved out there because of clutch points, and then uh, that's when you became like an independent creator after that. Or yeah, that's correct. Yeah, wow, man. Respect, man. Respect. That's that's true hustle right there. So um, yeah, man. I don't want to keep you any longer, but um, you know, for sure, love what you're doing, man. Keep keep grinding. Um, if there's any way I can support, feel free to reach out whenever and um. Yeah, man. Hopefully, hopefully Pittsburgh gets that NBA team for sure. But, um, but yeah, man, keep 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 doing you, man. You're, you're killing it. So, I appreciate it, Kevin. Thanks for having me on, man. You guys, you have some incredible guests on here. So I'm honored. You know, <laughs> Floyd Mayweather. Are you joking me, man? It's an honor. Yeah, thank you, man. Hey, man, you're 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 killing it, man. You're going to the moon, bro. So, uh, oh, this one's definitely uh, this one's definitely gonna be legendary for sure. So, really appreciate it, and um. Yeah, like I said, man, just hit me up whenever, and yeah, keep keep doing your thing, man. We're we're, we're room for you all day. <laughs> all right, Kevin. Thank you. Rhino gang, let's go. <laughs> Rhino gang, we out. All right, peace out, bro. Later.